Welcome to Leading Collaborative Response. The purpose of this content is to explore the impact of leadership on the implementation and sustainability of collaborative response, a system-wide framework that values collaborative, action-focused responses, data-informed discussions, and timely support to ensure all students can experience success. A carefully planned and implemented collaborative response will positively support both students and teachers. Learn more about the why behind the leadership activities that establish, refine, and deepen collaborative response as a foundational framework for success. We are here because we want to build capacity in leading collaborative response within the context that you work. Great leaders build great teams because that is what every child deserves. Welcome back to Leading Collaborative Response. I'm joined this week by Lorna Hewson, lead learner and co-founder of Jigsaw Learning to talk again about collaborative response from a systems approach, but through a different lens. When you talk about using collaborative response through a system approach for assurance, what do you mean by that? And, and how does that help support schools? Well, Jen, uh, this, is, this is a big topic. <laughs> but... Um, I'm going to go back a little ways uh, to be able to talk about the foundations of this idea. And of course, through collaborative response, we primarily are working with schools in terms of setting up their structures and processes to ensure that all students are getting what they need and that we're doing that in a supportive way so that we really recognize each individual student's strengths what their needs are, and then looking at multiple ways to be able to support them. But we do that through collaboration and through uh, collective problem solving, building each other's capacity at the same time. So when we think about that, a number of years ago, as we've been working with schools around collaborative response and really thinking about that supportive uh, process that allows us to identify needs and to provide that support, then we started thinking, and of course, I, I spent a lot of time at, at the district level working in a few different uh, school divisions and really thinking about the role that uh, district leaders play in terms of the success of our students. And we always talk about uh, our jobs at that district level being highly connected to what's happening for students. But we know that uh, the functioning of the school is critical in that. So we want to be able to play that supportive role as district leaders in helping our schools to be able to put those structures and processes in place that really are going to create a successful student system where we're identifying their needs. And then uh, should the district need to come and support though what's happening in a school, then um, you already are well aware of what's happening in each of those schools. So when we think about uh, that district level of support for schools, we need to think about it very similar to what we're doing in schools for students. 
in that a district often has 10 to 15 to 200 <laughs> schools to be able to support. So how do we ensure that a level of support is provided for each of those schools that reflects what they need? So this comes, uh, this is tied so very tightly to the discussion that we have often had around inclusion about equity versus equality. And thinking about if we provide support, equal support, which is often what ends up happening from that district level, each district person sometimes has assigned schools and that they are the, the connect and that they are the ones that are providing that support and gathering information from the school to help them grow, help them get to that next place. But we look at this <laughs> very similar to students that if we provide the exact same types of support for every student, regardless of their need, then we have an unequal situation that is actually results from that. So some students need more support, some schools need more supports. And we also, uh, can apply that concept of having a jagged profile, that every child, every adult has jagged profiles. You have successes in one areas, challenges in other areas, and we need to be able to recognize that. But as schools, it is very much the same, that some schools have really incredible strengths when it comes to certain areas, and perhaps the leaders of that school uh, also has that strength, but there are other situations within that school that perhaps we need to be able to have some additional support. So when we think about that parallel between what's happening for kids in a school, then we really apply that same concept to schools and the district level of support and really focusing in on that idea of support that district team is there to be able to provide that support working toward growth. But that means that we need to really know our schools well. We really need to know what our priorities are and what we're going to do to be able to help those schools uh, in their growth and development and school improvement. So as you're building a collaborative response for schools, mirroring the way that we do it for students, how would you suggest that a divisional team gets started with this sort of assurance approach to supporting schools? So that idea of an assurance model, this completely fits very well within that concept of uh, creating assurance in the growth and development around schools and school divisions. So um, where do we start? Well, uh, one of the things, of course, is first to recognize that there are a number of steps that you need to take to be able to get to this place. And uh, one of the first steps is being able to recognize what are your priorities. Well, that's kind of easy for a school division because we consistently are developing three-year plans that identify what are the areas that we're focusing in on for the next three years. And when we look at those three-year plans, we have identified clear 
uh, priorities and clear targets that we want to aim toward for growth. So that's our first step is knowing what our priorities are and then knowing what those targets are that we are working toward. And like I said, Jen, most school divisions already have that in place because it's a provincial expectation. So when we think about that, then the next uh, piece is to be able to really think, well, there are a number of pieces that follow. So we come together as a divisional team. And so you want to be able to create the opportunity for your district team leaders to really operate as a team. And we would say even uh, just as we suggest through collaborative response that you're creating norms, you're establishing regular times that you're coming together to be able to talk about what's happening for schools and that you have a very defined process that you can work towards to be able to use as you discuss what's happening for schools. So there's a number of things that need to be done. You uh, establish that time you'll need to determine what is our data, what exactly are we going to pull, what are we going to look at in terms of data to um, decide what kinds of levels of support that our schools really require. So I'll give you a couple of examples of uh, some school divisions that we're working with currently. So we are working with the Indigenous Education Team out of Calgary Board of Education. And for that team, they have um, 18 schools that they are focusing in on their support in terms of um, Indigenous learners and how they provide support to students in those schools. And so they've really taken on this model of how do we support those schools through a collaborative endeavor. And so they have an Indigenous framework that is focused on body, mind, spirit, and heart. And just to get started, they are only looking at the mind domain so that they can narrow things down and not have to <laughs> have a wide range of things happening all at one time. But let's target one specific area so that we can be really clear in developing our processes and our structures. And through that, they have identified, well, what does it mean within that uh, domain of mind? What are we looking for? What is the criteria that would say that we're being successful within that domain? And so what they've done as a next step to that is to create a rubric. And they've identified that rubric where they have uh, named seed, sprout, sapling, and tree. And so they've got levels within their rubric and through each of the criteria within the mind domain, they've described what they would expect to see in a school if they were at that starting place of a seed all the way to that place of being a tree. And so this allows us, allows them to be able to really target the area of growth that they are exploring, but also having the criteria established of, if we say that this school is a tree and is blossoming and doing incredible things, well, what are the specifics within the mind domain that we see in that school happening currently? 
So another example of that is um, Holy Spirit in Lethbridge. They've been working toward that same idea of a team approach to be able to identify and support the needs of their school schools. And uh, what they have done is they have created a number of questions that they use as a team and they go out in pairs. So two district leaders are going out to uh, schools that they have been assigned and they engage in interviews with, uh, with the school leaders. And they sit down with particular set of questions that are designed by the, the entire team. So there's consistency between each of the district teams going out to the school and doing those interviews. It allows them to really target. And again, they have uh, focused in on the wellness piece within their priorities of their school division. And they're just working toward how do we, how do we gather data around wellness to be able to say, this is a school that, oh, they've got so much in place, they're doing so well, but yet this is a school that really needs our help to allow them to grow and develop and to be able to uh, create that system of supports within their school. It's a beautiful process, Jen, because <laughs> what happens is that this is really the way that we actualize our priorities as a district. So we are often designing or creating those priorities and um, articulating what we would expect to see in our three-year plans and then share that with their schools and our schools and with guidance are working toward those as well. But this allows putting those pieces together, <laughs> allows us to connect with clear structures and processes, the what's happening in a school to what we hope to see in that three-year plan. This is the process that really allows us to live that three-year plan. I'm just having visions, Lorna, of a district team sitting around a table having a collaborative team meeting about the schools. <laughs> yes, and, and Jen, that's absolutely it. So another step there is to be able to carve out time where that team, that district team is coming together. Once they've gathered data, they're coming together, sitting down, identifying uh, schools that are in need. Then we identify a key issue does this sound familiar? <laughs> we identify a key issue that one school is having. And then through that, we say, are there other schools that also are experiencing those same key issues? We pull those schools together. And then just like we do in a collaborative team meeting, we set the schools to the side. And then we really focus on the brainstorm. What could we do to be able to support these three schools in this particular area of growth. And we create a list of as many ideas as we possibly can coming back to uh, take keeping that list as a sustainable list that we might need to return to at some point in time. And then pausing to say, okay, for these three schools that we have identified at this point in time, um, what strategy are we going to use? What kind of support are we going to put in place? 
who is responsible and who is going, uh, what's the timeline for that support to be put in place. So truly, <laughs> it is definitely a parallel between uh, what we see happening at schools through that collaborative team meeting process and applying many, many of those ideas to uh, schools instead of students <laughs> and really focusing in on what are we doing as district leaders to be able to provide that specific support? So you've been through the implementation of the process of collaborative response to support schools. For those districts that are implementing collaborative response as that framework for assurance, what are some of the challenges that you've seen in your experience? That's really easy. Time. <laughs> uh, as a district leader, your day is packed and there are so many responsibilities and so many uh, things that you need to attend to on a regular basis, but also on an immediate need type of basis. But we find that the biggest challenge to implementing this whole idea is um, actually carving out that time and really committing to the process so that, you know, if you decide that your data gathering stage is going to be those interviews, you need to map that out for your year to be able to say um, this particular priority area we are going to focus in on between October and November. And in that time, we need to be able to go out, gather our data, and however you determine what data you're going to use, and then to be able to be ready, prepared for that district team meeting where we can really engage in the process around how do we support schools. So I would say that dedication to time is absolutely critical. When we think about uh, the resources that we have available at, at that district level, we're always um, trying to determine uh, where staffing goes or where other financial resources go. So this can certainly help us to uh, not only determine or direct our resources, but even the deployment of our team. Because we often at, uh, at that district, we often assign schools to individuals or within a certain portfolio. So you might have your portfolio around inclusive education. And so you are involved with all schools, but within that realm of inclusive education. When we come together in a collaborative team meeting at the district level, we have all of that expertise around the table. And as we identify the issues that are happening, we're deploying our team according to that need. And so it might not be <laughs> uh, the inclusive director who is going to that school, or it might not be my school, 
might we might assign someone else to go to the school that I'm primarily responsible for because another member of my district team is more appropriate to be able to support the needs of that school. So it really allows us to think differently about how we provide that support from the district level and how we really can differentiate how we uh, how we respond and how we respond collaboratively through, through our district team. Lorna, you've brought us through implementation. We've talked about some of the challenges. Are there any highlights you'd like to share around this collaborative response approach to the assurance model? Yeah, um, one of the things that really stands out to me when we think about assurance is how we set our priorities. And of course, the whole purpose behind assurance is that we are, we are really moving along and we can articulate that we are uh, making that progress and we're moving through that school improvement and, uh, and, uh, and doing that in a supportive way, which I think assurance really speaks to that idea of support. Uh, one concept that we consistently talk about in schools is that shift in thinking about these are my students in my classroom. And so I am fully responsible for the students that are in my classroom. We sometimes come to that same understanding at the district level that I've been assigned these three schools and therefore it's my full responsibility to uh, meet their needs, whatever, whatever they are. We want to shift away from that um, language and that thinking to these are our schools and as a district team, we are all providing support for our schools and that we do that as a collective. And in creating the, the key issues process that we use at the school level, we're also building each other's capacity in the meantime too, in terms of our leadership and support for schools. Lorna, thank you so much for taking the time to be here with us today because I know that you are in demand in districts who want to talk more about this process. We appreciate you sharing with our audience your perspectives and the experiences that you've had. Thank you so much, Jen. It's, of course, I've just scratched the surface of everything that we could be talking about here, but uh, I hope that it's been informative and I would encourage anyone listening to reach out if you want to learn more and talk more about these processes. Fantastic. I know that you love to share and help them grow within their context. Absolutely. <laughs>